Wouldn't you just be like so sad, everybody that you love dying so many times? Yeah, that, I mean, there are drawbacks for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. And this week we're talking about Without Remorse, Berserker, comic book series, relatively new, and uh, Invincible, which just wrapped up its six episode season on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Really good. Super good. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I think just... Generally speaking, we're going to be spoiling some things with whatever we talk about. Yes. I mean, nothing really to spoil for Berserker. There's only two issues out so far, but right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, besides that, we were just talking about this before we hit record, but we don't really have much else going on. Um, no, we did start watching the TV series Watchmen today. Yes, the first episode and and part of the second. Yeah, you've been wanting me to watch it for a while, and it's just always seems like really heavy. So it's hard for me to want to start something like that. But now that we've started it, I'm obviously very invested. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I've watched it once. I feel like it's pretty widely regarded as one of the best TV shows of the decade of the last 20 years. I don't remember a whole lot being talked about it when when it was coming out. I think I might have been gone at the time. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that you were out. But I was still listening. Country. Yeah, I was still listening to podcasts, and I don't know if I just skipped the podcast where they talked about Watchmen because I knew I was going to watch it at some point. Um, oh, which and is didn't not something I usually do. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Usually, if I don't have access to something, I'll just listen. Like I'll just listen to the whole summary of <laughs> events as they're as they're going. But I, I don't like remember any of the podcasts I listened to talking about Watchmen. But they did, though, right? I well, I don't, I don't know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like you would think, at least podcasts that talk about TV shows that we listen to would have. But I don't know. I I think it's even more enjoyable, maybe the second time around, or at least as enjoyable, because you just kind of forget how good it is after yeah. a while. And uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's nice when you put a little distance, I think, behind something like that too, so you don't remember every detail. Yeah, I rarely remember every detail of anything, so (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like a brand new show to me now. (laughs) Right. How how many episodes is it? Ten. Yeah, Uh, ten. And I, you know, Damon Lindelof was the showrunner, and he said there wasn't going to be any more. But I think I think there's some debate about whether he means that he just wasn't going to make any more, or if there's just no more Watchmen coming. A second season seems like kind of a no brainer uh, with how well it was received, but first season a plus anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about, I guess without remorse, Yes, which uh, just came out on Amazon prime this Friday, obviously uh, Michael B. No, I mean, obviously to us, (laughs) (laughs) Michael Michael B. Jordan as senior chief, John Kelly. And at the end of the movie, 
gets a new identity, John Clark, which I think is the character's name in most of the Tom Clancy books where he appears. So my question sort of aside from this is Tom Clancy presumably has done some research about like how the military operations work and stuff or uh, I'm not familiar with Tom Clancy's biography. I think he was in the military oh. uh, or maybe the CIA. I, I actually have no idea, but I'm sure he, he did. I mean, all his books are about this kind of thing. Right. It just seems some of it seems so like, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be unbelievable that these <laughs> kinds of things would happen. But I don't know. Do you? It's hard. So you don't have any like relationship to Tom Clancy books? None. 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 I read a lot of them when I was younger, mostly centered around the Jack Ryan character, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I've read Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger and Some of All Fears, those kinds of books. I don't know if I branched out kind of past that. This the book Without Remorse still operates in that Jack Ryan universe. And, you know, I tried to like Google, uh, how many books that John Kelly appears in f for, um, or John Clark. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not really, I guess that simple. I guess he shows up in all kinds of books, uh, sometimes just as a person who's driving Jack Ryan somewhere, uh, very, <laughs> you know, very, um, involved in that universe kind of woven in. And then I guess has his own books, but I don't know how many because right. as discussed, uh, Wikipedia was not very helpful. And, uh, I don't know. This was, um, oh, you know, it'd be cool if, if Michael B. Jordan and John Krasinski had a little crossover action for, uh, <laughs> Tom Clancy verse on Amazon. Anyway, <laughs> your eyes just lit up. It was so cute. Yeah. Well, it's very exciting. Uh, I'm surprised. No one else has thought of this already. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm sure that it hasn't crossed anybody's mind. Uh, <laughs> I should write a letter, postmark it so they know what data came up with the idea. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the rest of the cast of this movie is, is really good, I thought. There's Jamie Bell, which means that in this movie is half of the Fantastic Four from the last Fantastic Four movie we got. Right. <laughs> Uh, which makes me want to go back and watch the Fantastic Four. Yeah, even though it was, maybe we should revisit it. I don't know. I yeah, feel like I mean, it's uh, unfair to, to leave them out of the Marvel universe of characters. I mean, uh, I know yeah, that it's not a... They are coming for like a good version, which we haven't seen yet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that movie, it's notoriously a train wreck. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we thought it was fine. No, and, I feel like when we, we saw it, we were like, that was weird. Yeah. I mean, it's on HBO. We'll just go watch it. Yeah. And we'll report back, I guess. It's, uh, can it be that bad? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being really weird, but yeah, I, I'd be interested to see, um, that happen again. Yeah. And Guy Pierce, who's the secretary of defense, oh, when we were watching it, I didn't know that because they just kept referring to him as Mr. Secretary. They probably said it at the beginning and I right. just missed it. So here's the thing. When you, I like Guy Pierce. But you put him in a movie, you know he's the bad guy. I think in every movie except um what was the um the time machine one? Hot tub time machine? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh he definitely would have been the bad guy in Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they he was in that movie, uh he was the main character in the movie with the time machine based on the novel. Of H. G. Wells. Yeah. It's been a long time since we saw that. 
I don't remember. But I think it had a, it at all. <laughs> okay. I don't think he was the bad guy in that. I think he was just the main character. But he's definitely not yeah. a great guy in this one. Right. It's I, a very little bit of misdirection on that. Yeah. I was like, well, we know he's the bad guy. Yeah. And then for a second, I was like, is he? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't give me high hopes for his character in Mayor of Easttown, which... Um, I know. That makes me really sad. I can't <laughs> trust it, though. I mean... That's how I feel. I feel like he is not there for the right reasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, hopefully we're wrong. I don't know. It also had Jodie Turner-Smith as Karen Greer, mm-hmm. which uh, is the niece of James Greer. Jack Ryan's buddy, sort of supervisor slash friend in the Jack Ryan books. James Will Jones in the movies and the um, other guy. Right. Whose name uh, is not springing to mind from the... I can picture him, but I didn't... I only saw the first episode of the second season. I never finished it. So I, I don't... It's not like... Wow. Yeah. That's surprising. I mean, I know I was gone at, the time, at that time well, too, right? Well, it became one of those things where Courtney wanted to watch it with me. So I needed to make sure I found time where we were watching it together. And then it sort of just kind of turned into a thing where we never ended up watching it. Yeah. Um, not as good as the first season, but it doesn't really matter, right? You still want to see it. Right. But anyway, what did you think about this movie? Um, I liked it. It was fine. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? Like I was reading some of the reviews and people are, I would say, less than satisfied with the emotional stakes of yeah. the movie. The wife is there for less than five minutes. And we're, sup- yeah, I think. What do they call it? Fridging? Is that? Uh, I have no idea. No? Okay. Well, I'm not going to attempt to explain that. We'll just Google it. And um, at home, people can Google it too. I think it's like where they just use a woman as motivation and then just kind of shove her in the fridge. But it has, it, no, well, it has an origin <laughs> yeah, as far as like why they call it that. I also don't recall <laughs> what right. the origin well, is. That's interesting because I haven't heard that. But that is exactly what they they did here. It's yeah. he, his wife and to make the stakes even higher pregnant wife. Yeah. It's a bummer. We, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's a bummer. But as soon as we see her, we know she's going to die, but they also don't give us much to care about as far as their relationship and yeah. just us caring about her separate from being the wife of, um, even though they, t- they tried really hard with the whole, you're going to say your name. Is it trying hard? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed, it that also just seemed weird to me. Yeah. To be like, I'm going to get revenge and you're going to die screaming my wife's name. Pam. Yeah, they could have at least given her a better name. Or to- Pamela. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess, I guess the plot is a little convoluted. Like, it wasn't that hard to understand. But I read like uh, a couple of reviews that were like, I don't know, didn't make any sense. I didn't care when they finally straightened it out. That kind of deal. But ultimately, it's it's like a fun action movie. Yeah. Like I, I, I get that people expect more out of, or, you know, to fully enjoy an experience of a movie would would like a, a little bit more attention to detail and some depth and stuff. Well, but. I think the difference with this versus, say, King Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus King Kong, sorry, which, which I can't, which way does it go? Godzilla I think it's Godzilla. Versus- 
um, or First. Mortal Kombat is you go in with expectations of it being there to see fights and this yeah. and that. Um, you go in knowing that it's going to be a comic book movie. This is supposed to have suspense. And dramatic and, stakes. Yeah, and intrigue and have I, you sort of on the edge of your seat. And I, I just didn't really feel that. Yeah. Um, it was fine. Like I said, it wasn't like a, that was so bad, but like. I'm I just, gave you a funny look because I was like, you're going to say that those Godzilla versus Kong and Mortal Kombat movies had more emotional stakes than Power <laughs> Wars. So I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. But no, no you're right. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and they were successful because they successfully did what Met they. Met expectations. Right. Yeah. And this one didn't for yeah. me. I did see some things that I don't think I've ever seen in movies before. Like he really likes to trap himself in cars in dangerous situations with people that he wants information from. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> lighting cars on fire and getting inside of them and driving off bridges while the water floods into the car. <laughs> it's just, uh, I, the fire thing was pretty cool though. Yeah. I mean, yes, they didn't really need to use it twice though, but, um, Rotten Tomatoes is is pretty um, rotten on this one. I mean, it's forty four percent with some funny funny quotes here. What was this? Uh, I didn't know Michael B. Jordan could be charmless or boring. <laughs> I didn't know either. I mean, I'm I'm here for Michael B. Jordan. You know, but that's that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was Angie Han in uh, Film Week. It's an experience much like watching someone play Call of Duty for 110 minutes straight. Action-packed, maybe, but oh so dreary. <laughs> uh, that was Lewis Chilton of The Independent in UK. Oh, of The Independent. Trent Graham. Of the Independent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Oh, and then uh, this one. Without Remorse is a rousing high-voltage thriller. <laughs> Okay. Know, Russ Simmons on uh, KKFI-FM in Kansas City. I think it's safe to say that it's just um, a popcorn movie. Yeah, sure. But dark. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and fun if you like violence, I guess. Yeah. Did you have anything else on uh, Without Remorse? I do not. Okay. Well, let's talk about Berserker. Yes. So this is a Boom Studios book, which I kind of uh, associate Boom Studios with more Lighthearted. Lighthearted, yeah. Almost mm -hmm. geared towards even sometimes kids or young adults. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I know that they have other titles, but that's just kind of how I see Boom Studios. What did books. we read recently from Boom Studios that I feel like we had sort of that same... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. <laughs> were you, <laughs> I have no idea. Where you kind of said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, usually something that we see coming from Boom Studios or, you know, is going to yeah, be more well, maybe like they're Atomic just Robot. Out. Or, so if I said it before, then I'm just, you know, a broken record on it. But Well, no, I mean, it, ju it just also proves that even still your expectation from Boom Studios is going to be something a little different. But. Yeah, man, now I wish I could remember because it was, I mean, it was recent. Yes, like yeah, recent, it was pretty recent. recent. <laughs> but again... That would mean my memory would have to work. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so the book is written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent. Mm -hmm. Both people that we really like. <laughs> right. I always find it strange to see a writing collab on, on a book like that, this or just on, yeah. a, on a comic. Because how how much is both of them writing? Someone's idea is the other one 
Um, gotta, you know, I mean, yeah, they sitting figure in a room. And, Keanu Reeves wanted to make a comic book. He right. had an idea, and he found somebody to work with who, who is, is brilliant. experienced in, mm-hmm. in how to structure those kinds of stories. And I'm sure they just go from there. And I don't know what the what the split would look like, but uh, I, I I like the first two issues so far. We Me have too. the first two. Uh, Ron Garney uh, did the art. It's um. It's pretty gritty, the art, and mm-hmm. it matches the story, which is extremely violent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, I guess it's his first, his first work outside of the big two in like 25 years. Ma- um, oh, the guy, the Ron artist? Gar- yeah, yeah, Ron Garney, yeah. Uh, and it started out as a Kickstarter, just like. Oh, really? Yeah. Keanu um, Reeves needs a Kickstarter to start a comic book? Well, um, I would guess that. Well, I am sure that I actually have no idea how all that works <laughs> because obviously Boom Studios, Boom Studios is publishing it, but and then the, they're not going to give it away for free as far as the creative team. I don't know. If well, Boom yeah, but there a, are definitely costs to get something started. But yeah, I mean, they had a fifty thousand dollar goal. Do you want to guess how much they raised? Uh, One hundred and fifty thousand. Close. 1.4 million. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be, you know, like the base supporting contribution you can make is, I don't know, like $50 or something. And it's going to be three volumes, soft cover, 12 issues. I mean, some of the sold out stuff, like $2,500. They're for still like, accepting stuff for this Kickstarter? Oh, yeah. Because you can get, you'll get the volumes as they come out. But some right. of the st- some of the high ticket items are sold out, like the platinum book hardcover, and you get your likeness as a character in the book for twenty five hundred dollars. And Keanu Those Reeves comes to your house for dinner. <laughs> I guess. I mean, um, he seems like a decent dude, though, like, doesn't he? Yeah, but I maybe really not liked the him in that movie. Always be dinner. my always <laughs> be my maybe. I feel like he would come to our house with the character in that, and he's because he plays himself. So. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the first issue sold out in some places. Like there was a second printing of it. Uh, maybe, maybe it just depends on the comic book store you use because our comic book store had like a whole row stacks of variant covers and hmm. chromium foil covers, whatever they call them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they still have issues of the, the first issue when I went to pick up the second one this week. So, who do, you I mean, think's, who do you think's mostly in on this? Keanu Reeves fans? Matt Kent fans? Yeah. Yes? Because... Um, I mean, I think the Keanu Reeves bit would maybe pull in people who don't normally show any interest in comics. But, but I think really... think that... It's a gimmick the for people comic that are Right. The people that are buying it in the stores are obviously not the ones who invested in the Kickstarter... Right, or unless they're I mean, buying I other want copies. To invest in the Kickstarter, <laughs> I want those volumes. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not keeping you from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I might keep myself from doing that, but the first issue, anyway, is like a a large edition, mm-hmm. large. What do they call them? Extra. It's extra. <laughs> Forty-four <laughs> page. Yeah, maybe a forty-four page first issue. I mean, it kind of introduces the character with this overlaying narration uh, where he's talking to some kind of doctor or shrink. I'm not sure yes. um, what their relationship I it was is. Also more 
Like, I mean, there seems to be a little bit more doctoriness going on too than just, um, Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Like something to do with, he's on a program of medications. Well, so maybe she's some sort of also biologist. I don't know. Yeah. And the first issue is mostly, I don't know, maybe 30 out of the 44 pages, mostly just like introducing the character as this, uh, killing machine who also Mm -hmm. cannot be killed, uh, working with the U S government as the story unfolds, you find out that he's 80,000 years old and, God, 80,000 years. I'd be so bored. (laughs) Well, that is just a lack of imagination. (laughs) I think it'd be cool. Anyway. Do you really? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like I'd just be good at everything, though. It would be like, well, obviously. You have so much time. Wouldn't you just be like so sad, everybody that you love dying? So many times. Yeah, I mean, there are drawbacks for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But we see, you know, just how vicious he can be. He's ripping people's ribs out and using them to stab other other dudes and punches this guy's jaw right off. One where, like, the ribs, like, come out the back of him. (laughs) Was he kicking him and it just, like, like, shattered his whole body? I don't, yeah, it was. It was a little much. It was a Honestly, it gave me more like of the yeesh than watching Mortal Kombat because I don't know why. Yeah. I was more like, Ugh. yeah, and it didn't seem to bother you for Invincible either. I think, yes, I mean, it did. It, it bothered you in a different way. I felt like we can, okay, but we'll talk about it later. You, know, you um, yeah, we'll just talk about it later. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we won't. I don't know. I'll probably forget, but basically, he's working with the U.S. government to. Uh, as a means to his ends, right? Which he he wants mortality. So right. he's done with the yeah. 80,000 years. He's, he's, he's had enough. Your, he's on your side. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, once he's d- done with the mission, he, uh, I, I assume that the regeneration lab that they have going on there is just to expedite his, his healing. And that... Maybe. I thought they were taking pieces of him so they could clone him. I think they're also doing that. But I thought it was... I thought part of that whole deal was to help him heal. Yeah. That was a little unclear for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, and it's funny, they have like, uh, uh, this, this splash page with them working on him in the middle and then, you know, little frames on each side where there's like the circuits and networks lab mm-hmm. and the cognitive neuroscience. And then the one on the, on the bottom right is the head of belief systems and ancient technology migration. Right. I, and there is some talk in the in the in the issue about what the definition of a god would be, right? right? Like the doctor is like, I don't think you're a god, and he's like, Well, I can't die, <laughs> right? So it's unclear if uh, if he thinks he's a god or if uh, other people just typically view him as a god, and mm-hmm. that's, he was just saying like, This is why they look at me like this. Uh, the second issue gets into a lot of his his origin story, and I mean, it seems like he is kind of half man, half god, right? That, the whole uh, yeah, the- impregnation, <laughs> impregnation sort of page there mm-hmm. was interesting. That was interesting. We get to see what, what happened, but they still don't really know, you know, as far as the characters in the book are like, yeah, I don't know. This is what my mom said happened. Yeah. And they're, while they're trying to clone him, they're also trying to find out the origin of, you know, his power. And mm-hmm. um, they, they're trying to 
link it to other things other than a deity, I guess, like the the flora and fauna and the region and right, stuff like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, you were, you already said, you know, it definitely seems, well, it is clear that they're making a clone army or trying to make a clone army. I don't know. Uh, I thought, like we talked about, I thought the art was good, uh, especially for this story. Uh, I really love the Raphael Grandpa variant covers that I've been picking up. I know, up. I like those too. Uh, there's, I just, I love his art. And I, while the book art is good, I, I do kind of... Um, always want to see more of his stuff. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever yeah. uh, read a, a comic book that he's drawn. I've just seen like the covers that he's done. I, I would yeah. have to I'd be interested to Google and see if he does have anything besides besides covers. doing variants. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I, anyway, I really like it. And also, obviously, this has already been picked up to be a, a Netflix movie and anime series. And with, anime series, with, I think yeah, it would be fun to watch as not anime series. I don't necessarily oh, sure. need to see a live action. Yeah, I, if they cut down on the violence and maybe not so graphic. Yeah, but I, I think that's not what the story is, is doing. So I don't know how they would. I think people would go into it expecting to see that and yeah. then not getting it, and then being like, "Well, that was shitty." <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see that necessarily, but also I don't know how they would do that over so much time and uh, i don't know well i wonder what the difference between the movie and the the series would be if it if the i guess the series would have to just expand on the 12 issues that are currently planned Mm -hmm. uh, and the movie would condense them or Um, could revisit life before now yeah so i don't know i i I like it um i mean there's eighty thousand years of backstory to (laughs) unpack yeah but like what could really happen? <laughs> do you want to talk about Invincible or do you have anything else for, for Berserker? I do not have anything else. Okay. For so Invincible, which we talked about briefly once already when we had watched the first episode or two, mm-hmm. is an animated series on Amazon Prime. It's based on the comic series by Robert Kirkman. It's a very long-running series. And it was published, I guess, just a little while before The Walking Dead, maybe a matter of months even. Uh, the series. Oh, was it? I think so. So he wrote this before he started writing the walking dead. It it was published before the walking dead was published. Yeah. The first issue of walking dead. (laughs) I'm just saying, cause it's been so long. Yeah. Walking dead has been out so long. I think this book came out in 2002, 2003. Jeez. Yeah. There's 144 issues of it. And I don't know. Uh, I, I, we were, collecting comics when the last issue came out but i don't remember when that was exactly mm-hmm. and the series i guess really didn't take off right away until the omni-man twist which i think we talked about is later in the comics than it is the, or later in the comics than it seems to be in the show mm-hmm. uh, i read the first four issues but i think the reveal for omni-man is uh, like issue seven or eight but everyone that i talked to it's like two people uh, really <laughs> say say that they've been reading the series for forever and they uh, love it and it's one of their favorite you know of all time the voice cast is unreal i was scrolling through it i know I, it's, it, a lot of people just want to be a part of this work yeah it was unbelievable when i was i was asking you who these people were the parts were so small with like mahershala ali and john ham but see i don't think mahershala ali's and, role is that small yeah no i I guess not. He's a two-time Oscar winner. How many lines did he have? 
Uh, he's in almost every episode. I guess it just <laughs> seems uh, I I can't even like list all the people. It, I know it was it's a unbelievable. lot. Unbelievable. I think that probably just speaks to well, probably a couple things, but how good the story is, mm-hmm. really. And I figured we would, I guess, just kind of talk about some of the characters and relive our impressions of the first season, but probably mostly yeah. talking about the finale. Yes. Um, okay. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> we prepare for this so much. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm along for the ride. I do okay, though, right? Yeah. Okay. First, I guess we have to start with Mark Grayson, right? Invincible, mm-hmm. voiced by Steven Yun. He's kind of, he's the heart of the show. He's this. Right, he's. The made. teenage hero trying mm-hmm. to, to do what's right, even though it gets him in trouble sometimes. Invincible. Right. Uh, I, I, he probably should have waited on naming himself. <laughs> he's, he's very far from that. He hasn't died yet. Uh, he has not died yet. Came close. Twice. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but especially in the last last episode where... I feel like he was closer to dying the first time. What happened the first time? Are you kidding? Do I look like I'm kidding? <laughs> that lion-faced dude bit, oh, ripped yeah, a yeah. hole through him, essentially. Beat the shit out of him, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. He lost teeth in this one. <laughs> his jaw was split open. It's broken apart. Yes, I, I, I know, uh, but he didn't have... No. Okay. Yeah. It's (laughs) so uh, ultimately, you know, he is kind of the purest character, I think, in in the show. I mean, he ends up saving the world. Just the fight in the finale, basically, the whole half of the first episode is him fighting his dad. Well, fighting, quote unquote, getting his ass kicked by his dad, who is revealed or reveals to his son, like, the, the main purpose of his being on Earth. Um, I figure we can talk about more, more of that when we get right. to actually talking about so Omni-Man. But. With Mark, I feel like there isn't much about him not to like, right? I think you're immediately on his side. He's a character that you can relate to on a lot of levels, you know, trying to to make good decisions in a, in a big world where you're not sure if you're doing the right thing, um, making decisions versus doing what you want for yourself. Um, I think that obviously on a smaller level, you know, everybody struggles with that as a teenager, you have responsibilities, um, to, to a lot of different areas. And, and I think that that's something that makes us really care about his journey. Um, you know, how much he, he loves his family and he loves his dad and he, yeah. It's a really um, affecting show. Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I said earlier, he basically saves the world, but it's his dad is just like ready to kill him mm-hmm. because he's kind of standing in the way of his dad's mission to, to take over the world for the Viltrumite Empire. Mm-hmm. And he's yelling at him about how he's going to be, you know, his Viltrumite blood will sustain him so much longer than humans and in 500 years he'll look like he's 30 and what will what will he have then of these humans that he's trying to protect now Mm -hmm. uh, he says you know i'll have you dad right which is rough yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's just it's so good i really that's a a really smart grown-up thing to say yeah you know especially in that compromised position that he's in where he's 
you know, I mean, I'd be thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. And this, you know, what will I have? I guess I'll have nothing. You know? <laughs> um, and he's like, nothing. just let me live and I'll do whatever you want. Right? <laughs> and he's like, no, we, we'd still have each other. I would never have gotten there, you yeah. know? So, so the next character, I think is pretty clear. We should talk about it. Nolan Grayson, which is Omni man voiced mm-hmm. by JK Simmons, who does amazing job. Yeah, he's a great, He's he's just a great dude, right? Yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> J.K., you should reach out. We want to be buddies. <laughs> Maybe he can come over out. for dinner, too. <laughs> right. Keanu Reeves is making a stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, and he, he reveals to Mark that the, the Viltrumite Empire is not what he has portrayed in the past, not some kind of peacekeeping mission across the universe, but a society that's built on survival of the fittest where they just uh, rip each other apart until the strongest are, are all that's left. And um, I mean, the fight in the episode is just brutal and probably goes on even a little too long. I felt like, Oh gosh, um, it was, it really was brutal. It hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like uh, he started repeating himself in, in the fight, just kept telling him he's not listening. Mark, you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> right that, you know why are you making me do this why yeah. are you make, but that's probably because that's what all he's had too yeah. is um the part where they fall into the subway and he just oh, holds mark up as a shield and just lets everything rip apart around him when the train comes on oh. uh, pretty pretty tough look for her for a guy omni man yeah but um i'm pretty sure we're, we're he he's not coming to recover from from this incident or series of incidents you mean just the trauma of no i mean omni man is not gonna make, oh like rehabilitate gonna, his image yeah <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen so. he's not gonna ever be able to come back and be like i've decided my love for for you is stronger than my allegiance to the viltrumite empire and let's be family <laughs> <laughs> settle down um no probably not I don't think Debbie Grace would take him back either. Sandra O oh is, is yeah. the voice for for the mother slash wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes a huge L in this episode. <laughs> Poor lady. <laughs> she's watching on these drones, and uh, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I love her like a pet." Yeah, which it's not great. Yeah, if you ever said that about me, <laughs> <laughs> she's more like a pet. Uh, <laughs> but she's her- also. I mean, she's also important in that, you know, in the flashback that kind of triggers Omni-Man's retreat, I guess Mm -hmm. is all you could really say it is, even though he was definitely going to win, is she's she's the reason that he understands humanity and she's the reason that he can't kill Mark. Yes. Yeah. She's the... Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's a stretch to say understands humanity because if he really felt that, that, but I think through Mark, he does have a little bit more of a glimpse of that. Um, and yes, it's because of her, but I mean, it's... Yeah, understands might not be the right word, but... Mm-hmm. And she's obviously smart, but, you know, figuring out, d- doing her detective work or whatever, and I don't know... <laughs> It's it's rough because you know you feel for her, you feel like she's potentially could lose everything, and you know now her son's 
at the end of the episode, her her son's back and better and home, but you spend so much time, part of such a big part of your life being a unit and making this family, and then it turns into it's a lie. Yeah, you know, it's not what you thought it was. Yeah, it fell um, apart pretty quickly. So, and that's hard because that makes you question your own self worth. Or, I mean, I I can't even. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, and then. Omni-Man takes off at the end of the episode or at that point in the episode. And we yep, don't know where we don't he goes. Know where, but I he's... assume he's bringing back all the Viltrumites. Yeah. I mean. Why wouldn't he? I don't know. I mean, he kind of failed in his mission, right? So I don't know if he is going back there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see when he does come back and what happens. I, I guess we can just hit a couple more real quick. I don't know if uh, we want to talk about Amber Bennett voiced by, uh, Zazie beats. Um, I, I thought maybe like, yeah, I could just back away and let you <laughs> go yeah, off cause you were unimpressed. So was I, but yeah, uh, this is one of those times where I feel like she's not a, a well-written female character because she's written by a man. Not that men can't write female characters and get them right. But I think in this case, um, her whole deal was really fucking annoying, right? Like, I don't even understand anymore why Mark likes this girl because they're dating for like six months, maybe by the, by the end of this thing. And she's pissed because he won't tell him her, he won't tell her his huge life secret. And they're in, they're in flipping high school and they've been dating for zero minutes. (laughs) And she's like, I can't believe you don't trust me to tell you to tell me this. Like, if she knows, she knows, and good on her for being smart enough to figure it out. But, but being like, yeah, but now I, I expect you to fill me in with all your life details, even though I mean, I mean, come on, that's that's just so unreasonable. Yeah, I mean, to quote the Winter Soldier, wow, she's terrible now. Yeah, she's <laughs> terrible now. <laughs> Uh, the only other character I had written down was Cecil Stedman, which is uh, voiced by Walter Goggins, who I, I like in basically everything I see him in. And really, he's just, I, I'm not sure what position he technically holds in the government, but uh, he's pretty formidable. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's not, not always a few steps ahead of people. He's not like that kind of character because nobody saw this Omni-Man mm-hmm. thing coming, but he's definitely quick to act and to help. He teleports into the scene to distract omni man he's i mean right that, that was pretty brave just kind of moving around you don't know how fast that dude is <laughs> like, uh he's got the huge cannon in the sky that he calls out that was a rough scene also where like yeah the birds are just dropping after that uh oh, that gosh. blast it was gross. so sad I'm, i feel like i don't know why and i think we talked about this with one of the anime movies that we watched um recently where sometimes when it's a cartoon i get more emotionally invested it's like feels more real than if it's live action i don't know why that does that for me yeah it's strange but i definitely felt more of that awfulness of the the death and destruction that was happening in this than i don't know why yeah interesting uh, and then backwards. I mean, there's so many characters that we're obviously not going to talk about all of them, but it's a really fun show. It's a fun world. The mm-hmm. end of the season kind of shows how expansive it might be going forward. It mm-hmm. gives you these little clips of um, characters that you have seen and what they're up to. And then also people that you also just haven't seen yet. And 
Was it? Oh yeah, there are a few clips of stuff we haven't seen. Yeah, but. and it just it just looks like it's going to be um, a, a great season two. So this, this first season was awesome, really great. It's yeah, too bad it was only six episodes, but I I mean I feel like it wrapped things up nicely. Yeah, I don't kind of a perfect arc. Yeah, it's it's tough when just I like the thing that they're doing with TV now, where they tell a story and they don't feel like they need to. Um, yeah, run it out for 22 filler. Yeah. Episodes. So for sure. Yeah. All right. So we should probably wrap it up. We need to go pick up our girl. Uh, yeah. And her tiny friend. <laughs> oh, yes. But, uh, this one was smart. We liked it. <laughs>